This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder, female entrepreneurship, leadership, business, and bourbon? You don't want to miss this interesting conversation. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this episode might be a good one to pour your favorite whiskey or wine or maybe a big cup of joe because we've got a female leader today who is going to blow your socks off with what she has done and continues to do in our profession. But before we get to her amazing story, as always, I am your host, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. Unfortunately, we're kind of a not whole family today. Dr. Cindy wasn't able to join us, but we have got one half of an amazing duo here with us today. On the skirt of International Women's Day, we really wanted to focus on some amazing women in the industry. And these two ladies were quick to come to mind. What these women do and bring to the industry is really interesting because they don't exactly have a veterinary background, but they're really supporting the veterinary industry. I'm really excited to welcome Miss Brenda Anderson. This is where I say, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for thinking of Catherine and me. Well, Brenda, we are super excited. We've been planning this for some time and due to our busy schedules, just not intersecting the way they need to, it's taken us a while to get you on, but we are so happy you were able to make time today. Now, before we start and discussing all the amazing things that you are doing right now, I do want to rewind the tape of your life a bit and explain how you got involved with veterinary medicine to begin with, because not only are you an amazing individual, but as far as female entrepreneurs go, you've got an interesting backstory. Well, I'm very happy that you find my backstory interesting, and I'll try <laughs> to keep this to a to a quick overview here. But you know, as so often happens, um, I fell into my future by accident. I can't say that I planned on spending most of my career in veterinary medicine, but um, through a series of uh, fortunate adventures, I'll call them, I guess that's where I've ended up. So I, I guess it all started really with a, a serious interest in psychology ah. and what motivates people to do things. And I think I pretty quickly realized that I don't have a science brain. So <laughs> I chose I chose advertising because I thought I can do that. I can write. I can talk. <laughs> I can lead people in a direction. So um, my career has been a little bit um, circuitous, I guess you would say, because it's combined publishing and advertising agency leadership over the years and even with a little stint in nonprofit working with Partners for Healthy Pets. But the bottom line of all of this has been helping to connect people with products and stories and opportunities that are going to enhance their lives and kind of help them feed their soul a little bit. And that may sound a little corny to say, but you know, that's that's kind of the bottom line. I, I try to choose jobs and opportunities that feel good to me and that I think can have a really positive benefit to somebody else too. Well, I really think that is a natural way to come into the veterinary industry, right? Because I think there are a lot of people in our industry who have a whole lot of need. But what we haven't really said is what it is that you're doing. So you're one half of, um, and the other half is Miss Catherine Haskins, who wasn't able to join us today. But tell us kind of what you built and and what got you there. So yeah, Catherine and I um, teamed up to found the Bridge Club which is combination of TED Talks plus LinkedIn, plus kind of that good old fashioned book club or dinner party. And our entire goal here was to help connect people who had common interests in, in making a difference in the veterinary profession. So whether you are 
a veterinary technician, or whether you are the CEO of a company, Catherine and I felt very strongly that all of these people have something in common and that knowing each other and supporting each other could benefit the profession overall, which really is the mission. Um, we felt it was important to get people talking again and having conversations. So we our, our tagline is connect, engage, learn, and grow. And we truly believe that if we can connect people together over their common interests, if we can engage them in conversations that can make a difference, that they're going to learn from each other and ultimately they individually will grow and the profession will grow and prosper as a result of that. So that kind of in a nutshell is what the Bridge Club is about and what our, I guess, mission is, what we're really, really setting out to do. You know, I love that idea of of connection. Not too long ago, we did a podcast on friendship in the veterinary industry and just friends in general. Like, how do you get friends and how do you get connection? And like, it's kind of hard as adults. Like, you don't have a sandbox to go to and be like, do you want to be my friend? And so (laughs) what was it about our industry that made you see that need for connection? And what is it? Why is that so important for us? You know, that's really it's a good segue, I think, um, to a little more backstory, Becky, because the Bridge Club originally started as a gathering of friends who had grown up in the veterinary profession, who had become executive women. And we were having a hard time finding friends within our own organizations, right? Because if you are leading a group of people, it really is difficult to go have a drink with them, right? Because you are at a different different level, so to speak, than they are. Um, So it started as a gathering of women who I spent a lot of time with. And I started running out of time at conventions seeing everybody. So originally I thought, if I like this person, she might like this other person that I also like. So we started getting together under this informal group called the Bridge Club. And we called it the Bridge Club so we could put it on our calendars. And we wouldn't have um, people sneak in, try to sneak into the meeting or see who we were meeting with because we wanted to keep it as a a private adult conversation, I guess, so to speak. Um, So it really branched from the need to find friends, like you said, to find people who were playing in that similar sandbox to you so we could problem solve together, so we could share the struggles of being, you know, um, executive women with busy lives who were trying to manage careers and manage being a spouse and a mother and and all that other good stuff too. And and Catherine was one of those original 10 Bridge Club members. And we, we kept talking about the fact that this is a universal need across positions. doesn't matter who you are, but the need to find people who can inspire you and who have common interests as you and that you can really continue to learn from. So we talked over several years actually about making this a bigger thing. And then you know, one day basically we're like, let's go for it. Let's see if we can do something to help connect these people together who, who are looking for more than a friendship in the profession, but looking for mentors and looking for guides and looking for leaders and looking for someone to share their story with who's really going to understand what we are seeing and doing every day. Well, and Brenda, you know, you're one of those catalysts in the the community where you do try to bring together different thoughts and experiences and people and and sort of help them grow and mature into something even better. But let's get back to some of those particular challenges that female executives and leaders face. What were some of the things that you were seeing veterinary colleagues in specific, you know, having a you know, struggle with? Well, obviously, veterinary medicine has been a very male dominated profession for a long time. Right. right. And, and we know that's changing. It's been changing for the past decade. And we're kind of re- reaching, I don't want to say the peak of it, but I, we're reaching a, a point now where it is a largely female profession. And 
I don't think that we as women, as little girls, get the same encouragement or in the past have gotten the same encouragement. So you get to be someone who's now 40 or 50 years old and the dynamic under which you grew up is really different than what, what young girls today are growing up in. Um, so to, to bring together some smart, intelligent, strong women and let them share stories and support each other became a really important part of my own growth, I think, as a, as a professional, as a person, and um, something that, that we thought other people would find value too. Well, and I'd like to just sort of extend that just a little bit further, because as we have seen the feminization of the veterinary profession grow and grow, we still haven't seen the shift at the top towards feminization. And is that also part of what you're trying to encourage is to, to get these women that have achieved success and, and risen to higher levels of responsibility within organizations to share their lessons, to encourage more women to ascend? Is that also part of your, your mission? Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's as much the mission of the Bridge Club because we do have a large male membership as well. Those are people who want to encourage other intelligent human beings. And I want to step back just just a bit, um, you know, Ernie, to to talk about something that is really important. I think to Catherine and I both, and it's we are seeking to help. We yes are entrepreneurial women, and we are strong business women. And neither Catherine nor I, you both know Catherine and I, and right. those of us listening who have met us know that. Catherine and I don't take no for an answer. And we don't always wait for someone to give us permission to do something. So I think what we're really trying to do is show people that you don't have to wait for permission. If you have an idea, if you have an inspiration, if you have you know a goal you were trying to achieve, don't wait for someone to reach out their hand and invite you in to do it. You know, you have the power to make a place for yourself and to showcase your strengths and to showcase your ideas. And I think too often as women, and especially women in the veterinary profession, just because of the psychographics of people who choose to become veterinarians anyway, right. you know, too many people sit back and wait for someone to notice them. And I always say, you have got to be donkey. If, if you want your <laughs> ideas heard and you want your, you know, your strength to come through, you really have to be the one to raise your hand and step forward and say, hey, pick me, you know, pick me. I've got something to say here and it's, it's valid and it's worth saying. So you know, if through the Bridge Club, we encourage anybody to do that, whether they're male or female or, you know, gender indifferent, then that's, then we will have really achieved something that's very important to us. That's great. You know, and I love that too, on, on both angles. And, and when you talk about bringing people together, like to Dr. Ernie's point, right, we need more women in leadership. We need more empowered women. Um, but I think that's a lot to unpack when we think about the fact, especially in this industry, uh, we hold each other back, right? right? So the importance of what you're doing and the importance of conversations between women who are lifting each other up and seeing the same struggles, I think is really important. Tackling this bullying culture that we have within our industry and in teaching each other that we are here to be each other's mentors and support systems, not to be tearing each other down. Absolutely. And that's that's been critically important to me for my entire career. From the time I first got out of um out of college, just we've got to support each other. And the people who try to tear other people down, honestly, are people I know I don't want to spend time with. They right, just, yeah. that's, right. you know, that's someone's own insecurity and it's not going to help anybody in any positive way. So the more we can encourage people to be positive influences, to share their knowledge, right? To share the opportunity, the more we're all going to succeed together. We're, we're all in this together no matter whether we are at a soccer game or, you know, if we're trying to change the veterinary profession. So 
more good minds together, make more good things happen more quickly. Okay. Now we don't have Dr. Cindy here to argue the other side as she always does for us. So I'm going to play devil's advocate and just kind of say, Hey, you know, that all sounds really good, touchy feely, wonderful, but like realistically you say, don't wait, make your path. But like, what about that fear? What about that unassurance? You know, what about the financial instability? So like, I, I absolutely know for you to be at the top, there are times that you've had to be rough, tough, cutthroat. So like, what does that really look like? How do you cut through the fear? How do you be that woman when it's in there, but you're not, it's not you, you don't feel comfortable in those shoes. I think the beginning with the end of mind is always something that um, has helped me personally. When I look at what I'm trying to achieve and you keep your eye focused on the prize, as they say, right? That sounds so cliche, but it really right. is true. If you think about where you're really trying to go and then you build a path to get there, um, that's how you make it happen. And right. along the way, I don't think you have to be cutthroat. I don't think you have to be, I think if you have good rationale for what you're trying to accomplish and you build a plan and you share with people why that plan makes sense or why you believe that plan makes sense, then I think your decisions are better understood and, and they don't appear to be cutthroat or, you know, or inconsequential let people know that you've understood how it might impact them in a positive or a negative way and let them share, you know, their feedback and their thought um, on that. Even if you know where you have to go, bring them in, bring them in and bring them a part of the conversation. That's, that's the way I've always led anyway, because when you tell people what to do and they don't understand yeah. why that's when you create a lot of concern and people start making stories up that may or may not be true. Yeah. Well, I'd like to also uh, ask you about your agency work and your PR work and publishing and all of that sort of thing. So you've been in the industry for quite some time and you see the perils and pitfalls of the profession. What are some of the big hot topics and controversies and concerns that you have about the veterinary profession in 2019? So that's a really interesting question. We could probably talk for an hour and a half about that sure. alone, right? But <laughs> right. but a couple of the things that, that really come to mind um, are that we we don't believe enough in the power of what our profession brings to the table. We have to recognize obviously that pet owners really are kind of driving the bus these days. They're demanding yeah. that we deliver in a way that is convenient to them. So let's find solutions. Let's quit talking about the way things used to be and let's quit putting our own obstacles in place. I mean, talking about telehealth, I think is a perfect example of this. Um, we can talk all we want about what should be, but let's look at what is and figure out how we can change ourselves to take advantage of what is to benefit you know, both the pet owner and the profession overall. I think that makes sense. hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, when it comes to telehealth, what, what is like, so I'd love to, cause we've talked a lot with a mm -hmm. lot of different people about telemedicine. So I'd like to get your perspective. I mean, so what is it today? So that we can, that we should be delivering. What I believe veterinary medicine can deliver today is easy access to care. And if telemedicine or telehealth offering an after hours, it can be defined a million different ways, right? And that's what I think we're struggling with is how do we define what telehealth is when maybe it's, maybe it's like cancer. It's not one disease. You know, it's not one thing. There are many parts to this one thing. So what is it that's going to help us connect and engage more regularly with the pet owner we're all trying to serve. So whether it's my role, you know, as a, an, an executive at an advertising agency, or whether it's my client's role, who's a brand director, trying to explain how the product delivers, you know, how do we 
carry the message that we are here for you, pet owner, to help you make the right choices and make the right decisions. And if circling back, I am circling back to telehealth. I really am here. Right. You know, if that means an after hours care line, then, then let's reach out to provide that. If that means I am traveling in San Francisco and my pet is with me and I can call a veterinarian who does house calls, or I can call a local veterinarian that I know will see my pet over my telephone, then, you know, then encourage me to do that because we're reaching out to give, to give care in the way that is being defined now by the pet owner. So I'm going to take a moment here and make sure that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's, it does. It's it's, okay. it's a complicated topic. I'm just I'm I'm always interested to hear other perspectives on it. Well, let's let's also talk about your agency work. And so now, let's say you're working with with some corporate um, client. You know, it doesn't matter. It's food, pharma, services. Really doesn't matter. How do you choose those? Like, how do you choose the the clients that you will work with and further their messaging? Sometimes they choose us. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a long process, but. I think it all gets back to really one of the foundational things for the bridge club too, is knowing who you are and being okay with who you are and not trying to be all things to all people. So in the agency business, in my experience, anyway, the most successful agencies, those that have continued to thrive and do good work are those who are able to define, to define what they do well, and then choose clients that have that same philosophy and allow them to do their work well. For example, if you have a client who wants strictly social media, but you know social media is not one of your strengths, you're probably better off declining that client right. and, and helping introduce them to someone who might be a better solution for them than to accepting that business and not doing a very good job of it because that's how you ruin a relationship really fast. Right. Then you just wind up outsourcing what you can't do and it's a mess. And I've spent a lot of money in different businesses doing that exact (laughs) little scenario. That's how we learn, right? That's how we (laughs) learn. You don't, we don't wake up with all, with all of this intelligence, right? We learn it. We learn it through the hard parts and it's okay to fail. Well, before we get back into the bridge club, let me just ask you, I mean, how do you, what's your feeling towards the future? Like if you had to say the next five years or next 10 years of the veterinary profession are going to be good or bad, the same, a little of both. I mean, what would you have, how would you respond to that? Well, I'm an eternal optimist. So (laughs) if you ask me at any given time what the next five years are going to look like, I would, I would absolutely say they're going to be good. They're going to be better than they were before. Um, it's it's a discovery process, right? So um, let's not set a benchmark so high that we can't reach it, but let's start looking at the continuous improvement and yeah, saying, it. what are we doing mm. well right now? And, you know, pat ourselves on the back a little bit and then also say, now, what can we do, be doing a little bit better? Yeah. And that's, you know, Brenda, my pat answer is similar to yours. I'm always optimistic. It's going to be better, but different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And we have to accept the fact that different is different what we do in life. You know, it's nothing ever stays the same. And if it's staying the same, we're probably not doing something well. So I mean, right, exactly. In science and medicine, right? It needs to be ever evolving. Absolutely. If we were still, if we were still, you know, taking care of medical issues, the way we took care of medical issues 40 years ago with the same medicine, we wouldn't have gotten as far as we have now. So why should we look at running a veterinary practice? Why should we look at advertising and marketing? Why should we look at how we deal with each other? now in a in a way we did it 20 years ago you know let's take advantage of all those great new opportunities out there for us to communicate better zoom's a perfect example of that right why are we still having telephone calls (laughs) when we can be using great platforms like zoom where we can see each other's faces so let's embrace those changes and make them you know make them a very positive 
That's right. As the Jetsons predicted. Now, I, I want to ask you this just for fun, since you have, I know, guys entertained on both sides at the Bridge Club of the VNI. We often like to ask our guests who we know have a, a, a stake in the outcome. Kind of what are your views? What are your thoughts? What are your opinions on the VNI and in the future for technicians? That well, I'm not sure I feel like answering that question. To <laughs> you have to. That's, That's part tough. of the price you pay to be yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> we tackle tough. the toughest topic. That's no, right. that's funny because that's what we do on the Bridge Club too, you know. And obviously, Catherine and I have spent a lot of time, um, you know, talking about the Veterinary Nurse Initiative because sure. it is a hot topic. And so, yeah. my bottom line on that, my personal opinion, I don't want to say that this is Catherine's or that this is the Bridge Club's opinion. This is Brenda Andreessen's opinion of the veterinary nurse initiative that if we can establish a sound business reason for the change that will have a positive impact on the profession and how the profession is perceived, then I'm all for it. If we are changing people's titles and names because it makes someone feel better, or we feel that it instantly is going to change things, then to me, that's the wrong way to go about it. Mm, yes, I think that's a good, yeah. safe answer. I think you're you're okay. <laughs> well, let's let's get now back to the Bridge Club, which is kind of your new thing that I want to talk about. Just briefly describe, like, what is it? You've mentioned Zoom, you've mentioned community, you've mentioned you know interacting and and conferences, but tell us what people can expect out of the Bridge Club, like right now. There are really two parts to the Bridge Club that are critically important. Both are built around connections and engagement uh, for people within the veterinary profession. Um, one way to connect to the Bridge Club is through our live Zoom video conference events where we get together for 25 to 30 minutes, usually once a week, and we talk about a topic of interest to the veterinary profession. It might be the nurse initiative. It might be talking about um, the disaster when Hurricane Harvey hit. How did one veterinary practice manage that? Um, it might be something as simple as help us understand how we sort through all these behavior products out there. But we get together through virtual conversations to, to, to connect over a topic that is hosted by an individual who either has a passion for that subject or who has great depth of knowledge in that subject. So that's, that's one way to connect with the Bridge Club. Okay. The second part of it is through live events. Because again, we believe very strongly in face-to-face communication and that power that you really can't replace via text or via email. Um, it's a face-to-face communication that builds a relationship. So we have live events at every major veterinary conference, um, and we do encourage our members to come really help celebrate the profession by getting together to have a martini, by getting together to have a bourbon, um, and meet people you might not otherwise have met. That's critical to us, is don't stay safely within your own circles, but let's expand our circles so we can share uh, different perspectives with each other. Be willing to listen someone else's viewpoint that might be different from yours, be willing to learn from the other people around you and be safe in the safe zone be willing to share your own opinion so that other people can learn from you too. I love that. I mean, well, and Brenda, one of the things that I keep coming back to is you are a cross pollinator. You're a catalyst and enzyme for our profession, <laughs> which is why I've always been drawn to you in the first place. Are you seeing people get excited about it and say, wow, there's real value here? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. So, so, you know, we launched, a year ago at VMX, that was just our one year anniversary right. this past February. So we have almost 2000 people right now who've signed on to become members. Wow. And we have both a free membership where you can come to any of the virtual events that you want to, or you can join as an all access member 
where you then are able to access the archives of all the events, which we do record. And that enables you to really get the full benefit of all the conversations, even if you can't actually be there. You know, maybe 1030 on a Tuesday right. um, is not a good time for you to to stop for 30 minutes. So then you can you can gather that content and listen. So the fact that we have, you know, 2000 people who have signed up and said, I want to be a member. Um, we feel is pretty exciting. We're, oh, that's that's rock star yeah. status. And I can tell you, Brenda, that the word on the street is it is totally worth it. People dig it. They're having yeah. a great time. Uh, I know Becky has had some personal experience and Becky, you can share sort of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was a wonderful experience. It was a lot of fun. I'm I'm down with a day drink. If you ask me to please come <laughs> online and have a drink with you, I will never argue with that. But it has been a lot of fun. Miss Brenda, will you tell everybody where they can find the info for The Bridge Club? Absolutely, yeah. So you can go to our website. It's www.thebridgeclub.com. Shocking, right? That's a... <laughs> um, and we are actually going to be introducing a new bigger and better website later what? this month. So if yes. you go to the bridge club, you know, now, um, what you'll see is good. It's solid. It's going to give you information, but then it's cool. better and different. It's better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, it. we have a website. Um, we also, you can sign up for our email list on the website and you can attend any session you want. You don't have to join to, to attend one of our sessions to register. Um, but we do have registration links for the different sessions. You can join our, our monthly email newsletter which will tell you what's upcoming too. So that's that's a, the quick and easy way to learn about us and to engage with us for sure. And then honestly, Catherine and I both always welcome a phone call or an email. We'd, we'd love to talk with people who want to know more and want to know how it might benefit them. And we'll put them in touch with people who have uh, participated, who have who've liked it. Fantastic. What's that email? It's Brenda at thebridgeclub.com. Perfect. I, you know, I love that. And if you guys have, um, we want to hear from our listeners who have experienced the Bridge Club. Have you gone on and watched one of these webinars? Did you happen to see the one that I got to participate in? It was a great time. <laughs> Actually, so wait, stop that. We don't call them webinars, right? I was just going to say, Becky, you are yes. money in the drink jar. Because, right, this is not a webinar. This is a conversation. And we're really, I mean, we are pretty firm about that because we don't allow yeah. our PowerPoint presentations. We don't even allow people to show slides. Um, when, right. when they're presenting, it really is all about the conversation and helping people talk to each other again. Right. Well, I'll put that IOU in the in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> and we have had a great time talking with you today. Check out the Bridge Club online. Sign up. Go and listen to one of these amazing conversations. And more importantly, do your part to make this profession a little better. Well, you've heard what we have to say about this exciting topic. Now we want to hear from you. Hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder, on Twitter at Vet Viewfinder, and on Facebook and everywhere else that you listen and read. Find us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, but take a second if you can and go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Please, please, please. Until next time, bye. Goodbye. Thanks for having me.